I'm so excited to bring you our very first episode of some immigration good news. We call it SIGN for short because that's the acronym. Really, immigration, it should be viewed as something that's positive because it is a net positive for the United States of America every single day. It has been since before our country even began. Immigration law has been something that's really positive for us. But unfortunately, the news cycle is so negative. I hope that this episode with Sarah Ruiz, who's the marketing director at New Frontier Immigration Law, really blesses you. And the thing that I took away from my amazing conversation with her that I hope you're going to enjoy this amazing quote, which is, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the calls. Enjoy. Welcome to Sign, Sarah. Welcome to some immigration good news. You are some of my immigration good news because you do so much at the at New Frontier Immigration Law. So welcome so much to the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited and you know it. I love some immigration good news. Oh yeah. Actually, when we first got this idea, it was in the pandemic and um, I can't remember the actor's name from the office. but John was- Krasinski. Yes, exactly. He was doing some good news and what, you know, we all needed some good news during the pandemic because it was rough going. And so we d- did a single episode of some immigration good news and never did it again. And here we are like two years later, resurrecting it and doing it on a weekly basis. So it's amazing. Uh, the journey, uh, that we are on. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, the pandemic feels like a long time ago. And uh, I mean, on our defense, we were doing a lot of things to kind of have the the firm going on, support of clients. So we just made it to one episode. And you know what? Done is better than perfect. And here comes round two. Here comes round two. Exactly. It's happening. So you are, in fact, our episode one of Sign. So thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about you. I'm going to give a short intro that explains my connection to you and New Frontier Immigration Law's connection to you. But you started working for the firm in like August 2019. The firm was just a little baby. It wasn't even old enough to be a baby. It was still a fetus because it was like less than nine months old in, in utero almost. And you joined as a marketing assistant. And here we are many years later, and you are the marketing director. You live outside Mexico City, and you've traveled the world, and you have been every single role in the firm from a strategist who helps um, people make the decision in a consultation of whether or not to make the decision to change their life to you host a weekly radio show with one Mm -hmm. of the other attorneys in the firm to you and I do a morning, um, coffee podcast, uh, video podcast on Facebook with Dulce. That's, um, cafe con corazón. You've translated a gajillion hours for me because you are so amazing. So that is my connection to you. In addition to, you know, becoming good friends over these years as well. Who else are you for our audience to know? Yes. So everything that Hillary said happened in the span of almost three years. Um, It's been the greatest journey of my life. When Hillary met me, I had been let go of two um, business in two different countries. So that has to be some kind of a record. (laughs) And I don't know, something happened when we met and it happened before the pandemic. So remote work or, you know, virtual assistant, that was not a thing, a hot thing yet. Um, And we met in the moment that we needed to 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 meet, actually, because after that, 
you kind of separated from the business that I came from. And there was a lot of things happening that brought us together. Um, and like you said, when I joined the firm, I was a marketing assistant. I'm a um, graphic designer by going to college to do that. But throughout the years, I've learned a lot here at the firm. And overall, it has made me a better um, professionist, but also a, a better human. I've learned so much about me, about others, about patients. Um, so that's basically me. I've One of my greatest passion is uh, traveling the world. And thanks to this format of job, I've been able to do it from some crazy places. Um, and yeah, I'm just so happy that I get to call my boss, my, uh, my friend. Also, we've even had like an inside joke of the office like I don't want to be loved I I don't want to be feared I want to be loved um with Michael Scott there which is also another thing that has brought us together like the the office love the office. Um, so yeah so you and I both know and now the whole world will know that your favorite thing is the U visa in immigration mm-hmm. law tell me some immigration good news why do you love the U visa so much why are you just the true believer U visa all day. Yeah, I, I I love the U visa. And if you don't know a lot about it yet, it's a immigration relief that it's granted to people that have been victim of certain crimes in the U.S. And kind of uh, were so brave that they collaborated or, you know, help the, the police or other um other offices to kind of pursue this this crime and kind of help it solve and make this this world a better world for everyone. And I guess what I started to love about it so much was the fact that it resembled life itself so much. Like a lot of our clients had things like maybe multiple entries to the country or maybe at some point they got a, a DUI, they made a mistake. And Visa covers all. It's so forgiving that even if you went through a bad situation like, you know, an, an assault or a robbery or anything like that, but you become this confident and brave person who raises the hand and say, I'm willing to work with the police um, to, to, you know, help pursue this crime and help and maybe help someone else. Um and then getting a reward out of that, I think that really resembles life because you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to take the sessions on the heat of the moment that were not the right ones, but you're also allowed to have forgiveness and having this experience help you help others out there that might need it. So I think that is uh, what I love the most about the UBISA, how forgiving and how um, hopeful has become for some people. Yes. I've never thought about it that way, but it really is such a reflection of grace, you know, and, and we are not our mistakes. Oh, I love that. And yeah, that's exactly it. And we are also not, we are also not a victim of our circumstances. So I, you know, our clients, man, and you read the statistics on this, for example, like I think it's three out of five women. I I'm going to have to put this in the show notes to get the exact, but it's a, it is a staggering statistic on the number of girls who are molested by a family member. And and this is girls. So you can get a U visa for this, or your mom or dad could get a U visa for this, but you are not going to, for the rest of your life, be someone who was molested. Like, this is just something that happened to you and it, and we move on from it. 
but to know that something awful can be, can help make something beautiful is, is a really amazing and powerful way to say I'm in control of my life. And I think that that is, that is so reflective of the cycle of life. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think it, it, it also changes the conversation about what happened to you. Like uh, that is not my case, but if, if something like this, um, like our client situation would have happened to me, I think that I could definitely look back at my life and said, you know what? I might have gone through this awful situation. It was really hard. Uh, maybe I felt at some point like it was unfair, but this opened the possibility for me to help my parents get gain status, maybe a sibling, maybe someone in your family. I think I would be even thankful for what happened to me that I was able to, with grace and with love, help my parents and all together go through that and live an amazing and, you know, um, we've never imagined that we could have this life. And I know for a fact that this is something that some of our clients are living through. They're living it and they're going through it and they're, they're full of shame about it. Especially I think from a parent perspective where you're the mom or the dad, and this happened in your home and you were supposed to protect your child from it and you were unable to. And so you have a ton of guilt and shame about that much less than wanting it to benefit you. And so there's this inner conflict about it. And the U visa really does say, you know what, let's take the guilt and shame out of this. Let's figure out how to make this never happen again. Number one, by talking Mm -hmm. to law enforcement or other government agencies. And then number two, let's figure out how to get you in a situation where you're never finding yourself there again. And that is a big part of that is let's get you your papers so you can move to the next level, the, the U version 2.0. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that other fact that people may or may not know is the fact that this is all confidential. Like nobody will ever find the records that you maybe got your papers through your kid going for through something horrible. Like no one will ever know about this, which is also, I think that it's a conflict with our clients. It's like, I remember one of our clients, he, he has a, a friend refer him to the firm. And he was, when he was starting his, his process, he was like, please do not say anything about what happened to my wife, because I don't want people to know that she went through that. And I'm kind of benefiting from that. So we were like, no problem. Even if we wanted, we, no one will ever find out that this happened to you as a couple, but you know, you got to know that this is opening door for you. And we actually got his certification a couple of weeks ago. And I literally cried um, of happiness because I know what this means for him, for his wife, for his kids. So I think that is uh, that UBISA is a truly transformational immigration, like all of them, right? But sure. this one in particular, I, I, I held it really close to my heart. So you, I'm guessing, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Let me know if I am, but the idea of the idea of forgiveness is something that the U visa represents. Talk to me about your faith and why forgiveness is important. Yeah. So, um, my faith, it's basically the compass of my life. It's, uh, what kind of dictates where, what road to take. And it's also based on forgiveness. Um, I'm a Christian. My, my parents are too. And, 
through this process of finding that that was the fate that I wanted to follow, um, you find yourself forgiven for things that you don't deserve of. Um, and now starting this process to think what things you have or have not forgiven for people in your life um, that maybe they don't deserve it. Maybe you came across some bad people that were having issues on their own and they hurt you, they did you wrong. But at the end of the day, I think that forgiveness is a medicine for you, for your soul. And it teaches you a lot about all being able to change your ways, change your path and all the all all of the people in this world are deserving of grace and love and forgiveness and to take this into your life. And then it kind of becomes like a, like a, like a snowball effect. You understand it, you live it, and then you share that with others. And if, you know, they, they learn it, they, they, they make it thems, um, theirs, then it, they go and they share it with their family, which I think it's at the end of the day is uh, how it, it, it benefits society because you, if you're a mom or, or a dad and you put that onto your kids, they're going to go to school with people and they're going to be able to replicate that. So I think that is, um, it's like okay. a ripple. Exactly. Ripple effect. And you have a society of people that go around forgiving others instead of shaming them, pointing fingers or being harsh at them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And immigration law itself really is representative of that you know, not for everybody. I mean, but there is an element of immigration law saying, are you deserving pretty much every benefit, you know, immigration law is a benefit unless you're born here. Um, and then it's a right, um, being able to get a green card or a tourist visa, or even to seek asylum here, almost every single thing other than convention against torture, because it's like your home country's government is going to torture you. So we don't really care what kind of person you are we're not going to send you back. Everything else requires an inquiry of, are you um, a good enough person? And if we walk around thinking that we're not, are we going to raise our hand for it? And so some of this is also forgiveness of yourself. If you've done something in your life that you're not proud of that, that also doesn't define you, you know, and it doesn't even define you. It may it may cause you problems with immigration law, but that's what we're here for, um, to help, you know, tell the facts in a way to, to show the movie in a way that doesn't, you know, spend 45 minutes on the bad part and only two minutes on the good part. Um, you've had a ton of amazing experiences. What are some of in the firm, especially what are some of the things that just, I know you just shared about the client getting his U visa certification after being so brave and stepping forward and saying, let's do this. What are other things that come to mind that really have warmed your heart or that just, just really stuck with you? Oh, oh my God. I, I could talk about that for hours. I guess the first, um, like a light bulb that went on in my mind was when I first realized that the reason why so many undocumented immigrants didn't raise their hand to kind of go over their case or look for help was that the shame a lot of them had a really hard time even saying how they they enter the country because they would you could see them how they would lower their head and talk really really soft and say I cross without inspection I'm an illegal I uh, cross the border without papers and they would that would bring so much shame to their life that it was actually keeping them from even finding out if they had a way 
to um, fix their status. So when I realized that was was happening, we started kind of talking to them in in a reverse way on, on our marketing, on our strategy session conversation. Like we would talk about that um, and just kind of guide them to forgive themselves and just look into the future because they kept looking back at that one mistake so much that it was preventing them to look into the future with the the amazing life that they had, you know, just created here, which was, you know, we both know that it was with such hard work because they earn a third of what other residents or U.S. citizens would earn if they had papers. Mm -hmm. So I think that was one of the things that immediately changed the conversation. And it also changed the way that I talk about immigration issues um, with other people, you know, with friends, like political views. It changed everything. Just look at not numbers, but the human behind saying, oh, this amount of immigrants just crossed the border without inspection. Yeah, I think that for me, it always breaks my heart when people re- res- they respond to my question of what is your what is your immigration status here? Like, I'm not going to make any assumptions about you. You're in an immigration consultation, but you might be a U.S. citizen who speaks Spanish, and you're just wanting to petition for your wife or your kid mm-hmm. or whatever. And people would say, "Oh, I'm an illegal." And I'm like, how many times have they looked themselves eyeball to eyeball in the mirror and said, I'm an illegal, which isn't even a thing. Like you cannot be illegal. You can do something that is illegal or you can think about doing something that's illegal, (laughs) but you are, you cannot be illegal and you can be, you can be unlawfully or legally here, but that doesn't mean that's who you are. And it's really taking on. I am every single day, my existence breaks the law. Like my very being is, is something that's criminalized. And we have a whole culture here in the United States that believes that about themselves and that shapes what they think they ought to do. And I don't believe that God, universe, spirit, whoever did all this amazing stuff and created us. I don't believe that, that being made us to think that our existence is criminal. So that's what we're here to try to fix. Um, what are some hilarious things that you've seen in the firm? And I know Uber conference is always mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you want to share that. Yes, of course. So um, Uber conference what's, was the way that we found to serve our clients many months ago and it was basically just a call where you could join for free and Mm -hmm. yeah and have your questions answered and if you were you know if you like us enough if you feel comfortable enough you can decide to make a consultation with us now that you have had a little taste of what we were and how we would you know um, serve you. So I'm um, sharing this amazing story because one of our amazing co-workers, Oscar at the time, was the one who was helping Hillary and learning about, about the law because he was translating for her. So I'm in this call with this guy who speaks both languages and he's asking a lot of questions that I'm not qualified to ask. And I asked for help to uh, Oscar. And I was like, Hey, he wants to know about um, this kind of immigration relief. Can you ask him, you know, can you help him? So he joins the call and the, the, the trick here is that it's an 
conference call. So the other person on the other end of the call couldn't see that I was still there. Um, he was just talking to Oscar and he was like, as soon as Oscar joins, the first thing that he says is like, oh, this lady doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't even know how to translate. She said everything wrong. I'm going to explain to you what's happening again. He goes on with his story all over again. Oscar gives a few tips. He's like, yes, we can help you, blah, blah, blah. He jumps off the call. I jump to the call again. And then he, this guy goes like, oh, my God, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He, he doesn't know English or Spanish. He, he can't translate. And Oscar's still on the call. So I'm like, okay, but, you know, would you like to move forward, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just trying to end this call because obviously this person is not a good fit for us. Um, and yes, so he's like, oh, I'll think about it. I'll call you back. And he hangs up. And as soon as he hangs up, I can hear Oscar laughing out loud. And I'm like, did you hear that? You suck. I'm translating. He was like, well, you suck as well. And we start laughing. And I love Oscar to that. Um, we've been through so much together, but I don't think that anything brought us closer than being dragged by the same PNC who didn't even you know wanted to to hire us at all but it was really funny and it's a story that I treasure because it's just how you go through life and maybe he was going through some stuff um but I guess it's just like the circle of life we've all been this guy to someone else totally. at some point of, totally. of our lives yeah I know I can only imagine the things I I I think we all have some paranoia speaking in a foreign language. So like, are we really communicating correctly? But then to get, to get crapped on while you're still <laughs> on the call and then know that you're going to have to rejoin it and hear it from another person. All you can do at that point is laugh. Like you're not going to be able to speak sense to certain people, but yeah, we all, we've all done it. I'm sure. And dished it out at some point to someone because we're just in a bad mood or whatever. Um, why do you get up every day and look forward to working at New Frontier Immigration Law? Well, I think one of the things would be, you know, the people that we get to uh, work with. I think, and I've shared this with Hillary herself, I felt like immigrate uh, New Frontier Immigration Law works as a as a like a sauna and if you sit on it you start sweating and then you start getting rid of some toxins in your life and you can either tolerate it and get to the other side healthy or you get out it's like you cannot tolerate looking at the mirror and starting you know doing an introspective like reflection um so that's kind of what happens with people when they are a good fit for the firm they go through that they start getting better the challenges start changing them they they you know they start getting rid of those toxins and they come on the other side like way better you know that they enter um, first, so I love the people that we get to work with. They are amazing. They're helpful. They're loving. And so that's number one reason. And the second one is before I even started working with Hillary, I was looking for a way to give back to the world. Like some people say that design won't, won't save the world, but I think it will because sometimes when we put out like a, a quote on, on Facebook or maybe a video on Instagram and it reaches someone who's looking for that, it's changing the world and it's saving it. So that's the number two thing, like getting to to change people's lives. Like this guy that just got 
his U visa certification through what I love to do, which is, you know, um, reading and, you know, translating and doing a radio show and also doing design. I think a lot of people cannot say that. And I'm really proud and really humble that this is the job that I get to do every single day. I know that the sauna has not always been easy for you. Um, people, I mean, we're not actually putting people in a sauna and making them sit there and sweat it out, but we are definitely everyone. If you're going to be on team at new frontier immigration law, you have to be growing personally and professionally because we're demanding our clients do that. Anytime we ask mm -hmm. our clients to change their life, if we're not doing that also in our own special way, may not necessarily be getting our immigration documents, although some of our coworkers are in the process of doing that, we still have our own next step in terms of creating the next Hillary version 2.0, 3.0, et cetera. And you have yours for Sarah 2, 3, 4.0. What has been your number one thing that has been so hard for you to overcome? And I don't know that anything has ever overcome mm -hmm. something you've struggled with that you know, you want to share with a listener who's going, look at this, like, look at Sarah. She is running this law firm's marketing side. She must have all this fancy schmancy training. <laughs> she must have, she said she went to school for graphic design. Maybe I need to go to school for graphic design in order to do a job like what she's doing. I just don't know what to do. Like, what are like, level with this man or woman who's thinking those thoughts and let them know what, what you've been working on and you feel really proud of. Yes. So first of all, um, don't think that because someone is in a certain position, they have all the things figured out. They don't. We don't Truth. know what we're doing. We work hard and we make the best, but we don't know what we're doing. We're constantly learning and growing and changing our mind. And I think that one of the the hardest thing for me to overcome was having the qualification. Am I qualified to do this? Am I the right person to do this? Like, why is Hillary putting this this task on my hands? Like, why do I bring to the table? And I think a certain level of this um, questions uh, like doubt is 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 normal. Is like um, sane even to you know keep on wondering what you could do better, but don't let it take the best out of you. Because I know that for the first six months that I work with Hillary, she had to basically drag me through the race and then push me over the fine, the final line to get things accomplished. And I'm so thankful for her, um, for her doing that. And I'll, I'll say that to you as well. If you feel like you're not qualified, um, then that doesn't make you not the right person for that spot. And something that I change uh, over time is that I used to feel really intimidated when I was the, the, the person who knew the least or was the least professional in the room until I realized that being the person who knew least on the room made me the be the person who had the most to learn. I had the most to get out of it. I was the person who's gonna, you know, enjoy and get to meet and share and learn the most. And that was something that I, I, I was really excited about. So that's something that 
like Hillary said, do not think like that's off my mind. I'm I'm constantly thinking like, what can I learn better? How can I do this better? Um, how can I be the best person for this, you know, for this job? And like I like she said, it's not lineal. It's not like, oh, I got through this today. I'm ready for tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow you'll be to step back. And that's okay as long as you don't stay there. And that's something that I I have within myself, I've been sharing with the team that I work with today, but I also share with the clients, you know, you don't have to have all the answers. The attorney will, that's what they went to school for. So you just have to make the decision that you're worthy of this, that you deserve to be free and that you trust yourself that you're going to be able to finish this and obviously trust us that we will do what's best for you. So if you're listening, if this is you wondering, am I the right person to do this job? You are to begin with, and then you have an amazing job of learn, grow, change, make mistakes to be the best, very version of yourself. I love it. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being on some immigration good news. You've blessed my heart today with the idea of how you know bad things can happen to us, but immigration law is so forgiving and that this is a forgiveness that's available. Um, if we have made a misstep, maybe we have entered without inspection or we entered with a tourist visa and we overstayed, like what are the things that we need to do in order to basically take that next step and say, I've lived this way for however many years I've lived this way. I'm not going to do it anymore. Let's figure out what it is we need to do because there is their life is full of forgiveness and it really is all around us. So in, in just corrective measures, maybe you don't even need to be forgiven. <laughs> maybe it's just, we got to make the next step. Thank you so much, Sarah. Mm, thank you for having me. It's, I'm so excited to have some immigration good news back and yes, Ubisoft is amazing. And I truly believe in a future where we could use immigration law to forgive, not to punish, which I yes. think it's right. Like the vision that everyone has right now, you know, with the bars and everything, but there's this side of immigration law that forgives, not punishes. And hopefully uh, with our vision, we're going to be able to change the, that, that thing in their head for many, many undocumented immigrants that will come to live their best life. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. My friend, I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have a friend or family member who may need some immigration law guidance or even just day-to-day -day encouragement, please send them a text or email or a DM on social media and say, hey, I think this podcast is gonna help you. I sure wish someone had given me the tips I'm sharing here years and years ago when I was starting out as an immigration lawyer. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Adios.